I wish I could tell 18-year-old me, hey man, don't let this experience define you. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Kyrie, and I want to welcome you to another episode of The Habitual Project. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please be advised that Habitual Kyrie is by no means an expert on any of the topics discussed. He simply is an individual who wants to express himself, share his experiences, and encourage others to do the same. Through in-depth discussion and genuine interest, we can expand our capacity to be more disciplined, patient, and compassionate. We wish you the best on your journey to becoming habitually you. And understanding your clutter, part three. We are here, people. We are here. If you've been listening to this, I want to thank you for rocking with me. This quarantine has been amazing. Lots of time to reflect, a lot of time to focus on my personal habits, which is so dope since we're doing the habitual project. It has been a good time. So today, understanding your clutter part three with my friend, Kimara, one of my good friends. So I'm super excited that you guys are going to get to listen to this. So let's just hop right in. Bro, honestly, it is so good just to have you finally here, man. Like, I appreciate you so much. First off, you should know that. (laughs) No, man. I appreciate and I love you too, man. Like for you to let me on your platform. I didn't even know that this was something that you've been working on for years. The fact that like you're out here putting plan to action, bro. I'm very proud of you. You inspire me and I love you dearly. So thank you for having me here, man. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. I did actually start this a while ago, bro. And um, that's something a lot of people don't know. It was probably about three and a half, four years ago, um, wrapping up my last year at Texas Tech. And the original idea was The Table, the podcast. And we really wanted to do more video. And um, I wanted to kind of portray, you know, every single person bringing something different to the table, right? And um, (laughs) through the years, that's changed a little bit, um, but I had to kind of let go of that idea, you know? And um, I think that's actually a perfect way just to move into this topic today, bro. You've listened to the first two episodes, right? If you're listening to this right now, I'm just gonna walk you through where we've been. And we started the first episode, part one, of understanding your clutter, and we just did a brain dump. So all those cluttered thoughts, we broke them down to like three different areas, right? We got three different categories. We took that list basically. We're like, you know, this is what's essential. This is what I need to put action towards. These are some areas that I need to kind of like skill up in and learn a little bit more. So that was part one. And then there's part two, right? And that was the episode with Elena. Man, isn't she, she's seriously, she's she's one of the dopest people. And the, and the cool thing is, too, is was listening to it and knowing Elena as an individual. It's just such a beautiful sight to see because probably out of anyone who I've ever met, I remember the first time I ever met Elena, it was just nothing but love and compassion, great conversation. And she just has such a, a just a beautiful aura about her to the point to where you can just keep going and going in conversation. Just an amazing person. She really is. And you've probably experienced this yourself. You know, you have all this passion built up or this amazing idea. And then you go to share it with a friend and you're just expecting that friend to just listen to you, you know, hear you out. But what you end up getting is, is this person who's passing a ton of judgment on you. And now we're here, right? We're on the journey and we're wondering, how do we move forward through the clutter? You know, how do we manage? And there's a couple words that have kind of been on my mind when thinking about this topic. So I just wanted to talk about it today with you, Kimara. So let's start with letting go. You know, so like what kind of comes to mind when you're when you're hearing letting go? 
You know, it's it's so funny. The, well, the first thing I really think of is like, and I know this is corny as it sounds, is really the movie Frozen. Besides that, I see it kind of more as accepting the situation for what it is. And no matter what that situation is, you know what? This is what's going on. This is what it is. And I just have to accept it. The big thing about accepting reality, really right now, just overall, is that you have to. You don't have a choice. Like right now in the current climate, if you don't accept what's going on right now, I mean, I I personally think you're screwed. You're going to be trapped. And not just that, but when you don't accept reality and don't accept what is going on, you literally are living in a false reality. And a false reality, you're, you're living in an illusion. And everyone knows an illusion, that's basically just playing with your mind. The best way that we could paint a picture for it is kind of like in the, um, the, the, the Avengers movie with the Infinity Stones. And there was one scene where Thanos um, had it to where you would think that it was this beautiful utopia. Um, everything is beautiful. That was with Gamora, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 that was with Gamora. They, they came and they were trying to like, they were trying to like capture him finally. And she thought she had him and thought oh. everything was cool and that it was the perfect situation. And in a blink of an eye, it was totally different. She realized exactly. She realized, oh, I've been living a false reality right now. This is this is not the situation. And the funny thing about that is that false reality that she was living in, that's what will happen if you don't let go of certain things. You will think everything is okay. You'll think things are just fine. You'll just go on. You won't worry about certain things that you should be worried about. You're not focused on things that you should focus on because you're just going in this false reality as to where when you start letting things go, you see everything clear and you're like, wow, I need to start moving on. I need to start doing certain things differently now. Yeah, I got to let go. I got to I got to start doing something different. Something's got to give. Like, just to be honest with you, dude, I think that when it comes to like a false reality, you can contribute it both to individuals who are around you and then also one that you create for yourself. And that's when you really just have to start focusing, well, who's in my circle? Are they helping me? Am I getting better? Am I taking steps backwards? Because you could have individuals around you having you think that everything is a-okay and then you start looking at things from outside through a different lens and you'll realize, oh, wow, I'm not in a situation that I think that I should be in. It's like, OK, so the people who I'm around, they are moving in a direction that I personally don't see myself agreeing with. And I need to start putting myself in a better position where I can start living a life where I can accept what's going on around me and stop pushing it to the side. Right. So check this out. One of the indicators for me personally of a false reality or that I might be living in a false reality or the people that I'm around or creating an environment is keeping too many people in your circle that are sugarcoating. Too many people in your circle that are afraid to tell you, hey, it is what it is or to accept that reality. Right. When I hear letting go, it's kind of odd, I guess, to kind of switch the tone of everything but when I hear letting go I kind of ha- get that picture in my head of like when you used to be younger and you would like wrestle with some friends and someone kind of gets you in a headlock that's kind of what comes to mind when I think about letting go like let go uncle you know we have this idea of what we thought life was going to be like we had this idea that we thought 2020 was going to be like and we have it by the net we're just holding it and it's crazy though because 
it's something that's so uncomfortable. We're hearing this, you know, voice in our head tell us to let go. But the question that comes to mind to a lot of us who are holding on to the dreams, you know, holding on to pain from the past, holding on to their emptiness, holding on to their anxiety, holding on to that relationship, you know, holding on to those scars of their past. Is there too much pressure? Or like, where is that resistance coming from? What's crazy to me when I think about letting go, it's like those things that you have, you know, strangled. It's like they're begging for you to kind of tap out. And it's like, they, they don't even, they don't even want you to, you know, restrain them so much. Your dreams want you to let go, honestly, because it's hurting you. Mm. C-L-U-T-T-E-R, that's beauty. C-L-U-T-T-E-R, that's beauty. C-L-U-T-T-E-R, that's beauty. C-L-U-T-T-E-R, that's... One of the other words that has been just on my mind a bunch on this topic, another one of the words, you know, after letting go is giving up, you know, and giving up just has, it has a pretty distinct tone, you know, like it, it already doesn't feel very empowering. Um, it's a very discouraged kind of word. Giving up has this embarrassment feeling. No one wants to be known as someone who has kind of given up. You know, if you look at Twitter and Instagram and a lot of like the social media, you know, images of people, dude, a lot of this clout stuff that we end up seeing is because a lot of people don't want to expose the fact that they kind of gave up on a dream a long time ago or they gave up on believing in themselves or, or loving themselves or something. That's just kind of how I see it. It's like, that's how intense giving up is. And that's how you know, that's how how much of an attack it is towards the ego that giving up is, you know. So I think that when people really need to let go of things in their lives, they just never do it because they feel like, oh, it's that defeat of actually giving up. You know, it's I threw in the towel, you know. It has such a negative connotation to it. I know for me, I've heard someone say, oh, I'm giving up. It's never in a sense of positivity. Like they always, they're always usually saying it when they're either sad, like, oh, I'm giving up. Or if it's like a sense of anger, like, ah, I'm, I'm giving up. And it's never, it, and I wish that it could almost have a different perspective to it because I don't think that giving up always is in a negative fashion. I feel like just naturally, just how we speak normal terms with people when we say we give up, oh, I gave up on that. I threw in the towel, right? But the positive side of it sometimes is, is I let go, you know, like, oh, I just let go. Like, I just, I just, it wasn't for me. Kind of like a, like a, like Kanye shrug, like, I just let it go. It wasn't for me. I gave up on, I gave up on that. I'm, I'm cool on it. Yeah. But when I hear giving up, like just looking at myself, man, I just think of effort. Well, why didn't I apply enough effort? It's like, are we giving up or are you just not wanting to work as hard? Because I think that if you are willing to push yourself and you know exactly the goal that you can't obtain, you'd be like, you know what? This is a little difficult. I may not be able to think of something at this moment, but let me at least, kind of like you were talking about um, with your first episode, let me just brain dump real quick. Let me just throw some, let me just filter out. Let me throw some things out that I think would be able to create a story or something that I can do to open my mind up to whole new other aspects or whole new other levels of inspiration for myself. So, what I've kind of found with giving up, you know, just kind of from my own 
perspective is that I don't really feel like I've given up on myself very much, at least recently in like the last three years. But prior to that, I felt like I never really gave up on myself, but I gave up on other people. Like I never have failed myself. I've never thrown in the towel on myself. I felt like I was doing a lot of things and living out a certain type of life or having certain goals and dreams and aspirations or whatever about things that I didn't even want in my own life. You know, like those were things that I either got from my parents or the friends who were around me at that time, like just being easily influenced. So yeah, I may have given up on lots of different things and been trying different things is because because that was due to my influence um, around me. Basically, that's how I see it. That's how a lot of us are living our lives. You know, we have a lot of goals, hashtag this goal, hashtag this goal. And we think we're building out this type of life that we want. And that's that's all tied to because we're, we're too busy watching everyone's stories. That's literally how a lot of people spend their days watching stories. And they're so caught up in watching everybody else's story that they're forgetting that they're literally living in their own right now and that they're still writing it. That's just kind of something that came to mind. It's like, are you really giving up on you? Or are you giving up on the idea that was kind of given to you by some other people? Mm. Um, so I want to move, I want to move to the last word, man. Surrender. One of the things about surrender that kind of comes to mind, I think surrender is just one of those words. It it has that negative kind of vibe about it. You know, it's like, oh, surrender. Like, oh, you know, I've been real interested in the whole surrendering thing. You know, I this year I've been, you know, trying to get a little bit closer to God in a way. So I've been, you know, reading the Bible a little bit and just kind of understanding, you know, Christ for myself, which has been pretty dope. It's very fascinating to me. Like, it's something I really... I've enjoyed um, kind of dabbling in because I'm understanding that surrendering isn't giving up either. Surrendering is coming to a crossroads where you realize by myself, by my own power and my own glory, you know, I'm not enough. You know, I learned though, is that some of those things that go into surrendering include things like patience or suspending your judgment. Silence. You know, you're very present when you're surrendering. When I was talking about the headlock kind of deal, that once resistance, you know, and you're hanging on to your dreams and the anxiety and all of your thoughts and your emptiness, the clutter, you know, when you surrender though to whatever that might be, that once resistance now is an open embrace. And I know for me, what I have to, when I think about surrendering, is that's me kind of like when you're saying when you're surrendering to a higher power with me, I had to surrender to my humility because I know at a certain point in time, I thought to myself, oh, you know what? I've seen this individual do this. I've seen this individual do that. I'm sure that I can do the same thing. or I'm sure that I can probably even do it better than this person did. And it's to the point to where I had to take a step back and be like, no, 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 no. There's some steps that need to be taken. So for me to surrender to my humility, what I started doing was just acknowledging I don't know it all. I don't know it all. And there's so much power in knowing that I don't know enough because that gives me the ability to reach out and seek more information, seek more knowledge. Like I was saying with writing, I was able to find books of songwriters. I'm able to watch interviews of artists, musicians describing the process and just understanding the art in itself and knowing that there are other individuals who have way more accolades, who have had way more success than I could probably even imagine. And knowing that I have the opportunity to surrender on to, towards my humility 
and be able to find these sources and expand my knowledge on something that I'm so passionate about, that's something that's huge for me. And I love knowing that there's more to learn. Okay, so what I want to do just real quick, I want to bring all three of these words. I want to bring it in. You know, these words have really been just kind of sitting on my mind hard. So we have letting go, giving up, and surrender. You know, let's build let's build a little statement for us. And, you know, the enemies, the clutter, let's kind of build a statement to get us through all of this. And these don't have to be negative words. When you're understanding your clutter, there are things that you're going to have to let go of. There's things that you're going to have to give up on in a positive light. There's things that you're going to have to surrender to. So let's kind of bring this in, right? Let's bring it into something where we can make it a little bit actionable. I got this written down because it's kind of really been speaking to me lately. Um, So if you're listening, I don't know who this is going to be for, but I know someone's going to hear this and, and it's exactly what you need to hear right now. So there's things in your life that you need to let go of. And there's also things in your life that you need to surrender to. But just because you let go and you surrendered doesn't mean that you gave up. You get what I'm saying, Kimara? I know exactly what you're saying. And I think that when a lot of people come to the point where they do accept that, that that's when you'll start seeing more progress in whatever it is you find yourself working toward. Because a lot of people will associate, oh, because you let go, that means you must have given up. And that's already like you're battling against yourself where you don't need to look at in that sense. You know what? I gave up on this and I'm letting go of this, but now I'm heading towards this direction. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of have to like, you have to almost like fill in the blank on those scenarios, you know? So um, it could be like, you know, just because I let go of that business that I started and I surrendered to education because I needed to fill in the gaps, doesn't mean I gave up. You know, you know, it's like you kind of have to fill in those blanks to how that might fit your lifestyle. You know, I think what that all comes down to, though, man, is handling what what can be handled. It comes down to handling what can be handled, you know, understanding your limitations, understanding your capacity, understanding your capacity for how much you put on yourself and your clutter. Like how much clutter can you really take on until it's enough? One of the ways that, you know, I'll handle what can be handled, like with my schoolwork, you know, I'm still balancing my master's, new job and all that stuff. But the way I handle what can be handled is like, I only do up to two hours of homework a day. And I stop myself right there because that's all that I can handle. Sometimes it's an hour and a half, but that's all I'll put in. But I have to consistently, you know, do that over time. And that's kind of what you have to do and the situation as well. When you're handling what can be handled, that's a habit that you're building. Handle what can be handled. Handle what can be handled. Where, you know, first we had to write on paper and filter out all of this clutter. Now, you know it can be handled and anything that's over what can be handled just gets written down on paper and we come back to it. And we don't allow, you know, that to get cluttered in our head. That can get cluttered on paper. Well, we can see that, right? We can actually manage it because it's tangible and we've already worked, you know, through that. And now we do this exercise over and over and over. So that's kind of how it works. You know, that can be really impactful for you. And like I always tell everyone, bro, like that's just my process of what I do to understand my clutter. But there's so many other ways. There's so many other different things that you can do to understand your clutter. Um, And this is just one that works for me. So it's my process. 
All right, man. Well, I think that's the very end. That's the very end. We just finished understanding your clutter. Thanks for coming on the show just to talk about this. Of course. Absolutely. So, wow, we did the filter. We did the head to lead. You know, we set the stage. You know, now this person is ready for us to release and they know, uh uh-uh, no responding. And then we got us a little statement. We understand that you know, we can let go, give up, and surrender all in one somehow, some way, depending on how we flip the words. So this has been really fun. And, you know, one thing just to remember, this is just my process. This is just what I do. Please reach out to me and share with me, you know, what you guys are doing in your life to understand your clutter. It helps us, you know, because we're all better together. And um, I cannot explain to you how excited I am to chat with you with some more people. I thought it'd be cool if we just started this off with a series, just kind of understand where we're at and kind of how we can move forward. But I'm glad Kimara, seriously, dude, I'm glad you're able to be here. This is super exciting. We were going to hold off on this, but I'm glad you're here. So we're going to have to get you back on too, right? That sound good? Absolutely, man. I'm always down and always looking forward to it. I appreciate it. Well, how about that? We are finally done with the Understanding Your Clutter series. Isn't that so exciting? That was like the first thing we wanted to get done. So we are done with like phase one right now. So we're about to shift. We're about to transition. You guys just get at me on Instagram, habitual, K-I-R-E. Let me know where you're at on your journey of becoming habitually you. And since you're here, enjoy this song from our next guest, Maxwell. C-L-U-T-T-E-R, that's beauty. C-L-U-T-T-E-R, that's beauty. C-L-U-T-T-E-R, that's beauty. C-L-U-T-T-E-R, that's... I took my time to find my mind and all this clutter I discovered. It took my man to jot the plans for me to really uncover. For me to see that I had lost something I had to recover. Very deep, my lovers could see. I had all this clutter I don't really know when I know how I've been trying to figure out For days now When to die a massive weight All up on my shoulders And my legs to the shake I think I might break Jotting down my brain Just to clean my plate Cast my hands together Just to pray for grace For heaven's sake